Hey everybody, welcome. This is Mark Mascola. This is Powerless to Powerful, the number one positive side of addiction podcast. I sure am glad you are here. I'm grateful to be here as well. Purpose of this podcast, I say this all the time, is to help people get to a place where they're where I make it easier with some information that I'm going to share with you to help you trade being powerless over your addiction for it being powerless over you and your family and your life and, and everything that goes on. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that I know, um, having uh, been on the positive side of my addiction for a couple of over a couple of decades now, um, I, I say this all the time. I unapologetically say this all the time. Uh, it's the one thing that a lot of people in recovery want to say, but they just don't want. Um, it's not in my nature to be powerless. And let me tell you, it's not in your nature to be powerless either. And let me tell you why. I was born in the image and the likeness of a powerful God, and you were too. So being powerless is not in our nature. The things that we do that lead us into the ditch of addiction, those things that render us powerless, they are not in our nature. Our nature is, is to be, a power, be powerful uh, because we accept accept our we accept our worthiness you know there, there's a lot of a lot of men and women in recovery who who will say man i got a i got a low self-esteem i got a low self-worth and and you know i always try to help people understand your worth your self-worth that's not up to you you were born worthy god god that was god's choice not yours your job is to accept your self-worth the problem with most people is that they, they make such bad decisions in their life, in their addiction, that they create a negative self-image. And they, they, they mistakenly view their image as their worth, and it is not. So, you know, if, if I want to put my hands in the air and say, my goal here is to help you be able to, to affirm this is a, if you would go back in several editions, I, I did a, an edition of this podcast called The Affirmation of the Three Selves. I, I would love to help you get to a place where you say these three sentences, because I do. Um, self-worth I am, self-confidence I can, self-image I become. And um, I, I say that because our self-worth is something we have to accept. That's a, a gift from God we were given at birth. Again, his choice, not ours. Our self-confidence, this is where we courageously, and it's one of the things I'm going to talk about today, it's part of part of the topic today, is talk about um, confidently getting yourself into action. You know, this self-confidence thing, courageously doing the things that most people want, want to have what most people don't. You know, recovery is not for those who need it or want it. I mean, there are millions and millions of people worldwide who need recovery. There are millions and millions of people worldwide who want recovery. But this is not a program for people who need it or want it. Recovery is a lifestyle for people who get off their brains and get themselves into action and do it. You will never get sober thinking about getting sober. You will never get clean and sober thinking about getting clean and sober. You do not think your way into right action. You act your way into right thinking. This is a program of action. Self-worth I am, self-confidence I can, self-image I become. Self-image is I build myself into the positive, powerful self-image of the one who created me. And today's topic 
um, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna talk about a simple system to help you get there. Today's topic is the five pillars. The five pillars, the simple system to build your blank on. And I'll explain the whole concept of blank here in the middle in a minute. But the again, the topic, the five pillars, the simple system to build your blank on. So what let's go over a couple of a, de, a couple of definitions here. What is a pillar? A pillar is a person regarded as reliably providing essential support. Ask yourself this question. Are you a pillar in the community of recovery? Are you a person that is regarded as reliably providing essential support? My my second sponsor had me realize early, early, early. My second spot, I got my first sponsor carried me through my first year. Um, you know, not throwing him under the bus. I I, I kind of outgrew him real quickly. Uh, got asked a guy at the end of my first year, uh, somebody else to be my sponsor because I just I saw how this guy was as a husband and a father, and, and I just you know that's the life that I wanted. You know, the, the, the first guy, you know, he, he helped me through my first going through the steps, and that was awesome. But then I just looked at the way he was living his life, and and I looked at how he treated his wife, and, you know, he bought into this, oh, you know, this disease of addiction thing, my kid's going to probably get it too. Well, you know, and I, that's a whole different topic for a different thing, but, you know, is, is this whole addiction thing, is it nature or nurture? Uh, the answer is yes. You know, there, there are a lot of, I would, in my couple of decades of being in recovery, I'll be somebody that says it's, it's both. Um, why do I, why does, why did my grandfather, why was he an, uh, an alcoholic and my dad was not? You know, why am I, why was I an alcoholic and an addict and my brother is not? You know, if it truly is a family disease, it's not just the family, it's not just in your genes. The disease is not just in your genes that causes it. It is a combination of both nature and nurture. And let me tell you, everybody in this world is addicted to something. There, there are, I, I watch people all the time who are addicted to their jobs that keep them away from being the husband or the wife or the father that they want to be. And what's any different between being, you know, it's, it's in our society, you get on, you get a pat on the back for leaving the house early and coming home late, never spending any time with your wife and your kids. But, but if it's alcohol and drugs, it causes it. The problem can be, can manifest itself just the same. It's, it's, is it nature? Is it nurture? I'm going to tell you it's both. Everybody in this world has within them somewhere the addictive switch that given the right circumstance, given the right substance, it, it, it'll flip. And, and that's just my opinion. I, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I have, uh, I position myself as an expert on this just simply because I, you know, Ashley and I were just not two people with an opinion. I mean, this is stuff that we study. I mean, we're certified health coaches, expert in positive psychology. We we write books. 
We, we create programs and courses. We, we coach men and women and families in recovery. We understand the psychology behind this. and We understand the positive psychology, the strengths-based system that I'm going to talk about today to help put you on the positive side of addiction and help you, keep, help you stay there. So, you know, when we talk about this nature and nurture thing, the answer is yes, it's both. Um, you know, we can debate that forever. What I say all the time, you know, there, there was a, uh, somebody posted something, one of the online recovery groups that I saw the other day that says, you know, does, addiction is a disease, not a choice. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, that's a cop out. You may have it, but what you do about it is a choice. This is something that you absolutely, I absolutely, anybody with an addiction can gain control and get themselves on the positive side of addiction. I've watched the most helpless and hopeless turn their lives around and not just survive in recovery, but absolutely thrive in their recovery. Why? Because they traded being powerless over their addiction for it being powerless over them and their families. So, you know, don't, I'm not trying to create, there, there are a lot of things that I will say I'm an absolute contrarian on, and I throw darts at a lot of stuff that, that a lot of people accept as truth. Um, this, this nature or nurture thing, I, I'm not, is it a disease? Absolutely. Is it a choice that you can do something about? Absolutely. Is it, does it take the right sequence of substances, decisions, lifestyle, parenting, blah, you know, fill in the blank. And, and how many, how many outside forces are there that finally flip the addiction switch? I mean, who knows? It's, it's based on our brain circuitry. It's, it's based on the circumstances in our lives. It's based on past circumstances and the past experiences in our lives. You know, the, the people who go through traumatic experiences are, are obviously a lot, the, the switch is a lot easier turned on when they find that drugs and alcohol can quiet the demons of that trauma. So again, I'm not the the topic today is not the whole nature nurture thing, um, but I uh, I just wanted to weigh in on that a little bit so you can take a deep breath and, and realize you know if you want to view it as a disease, man, I wake up, I got this disease, I, I get that, but the 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 solution you can control, you know, it's like I tell my kids all the time. It's not what happens. It's what you do about what happens. Here's what I'm going to tell you about your recovery. It's not what happened with your addiction. It's what you do about it. That's what I mean when it's not just for men and women who need it or want it. It's for people who do it. So, okay, back to the topic. The five pillars, the simple system to build your blank on. So a person... A person regarded as reliably providing essential support or a foundation to carry the weight of a structure. So if I'm going to say the five pillars, the simple system to build your recovery on, the five pillars, the simple system to build your life on, 
the five pillars, a simple system to build your relationships on, your finances on. I mean, there are eight key areas that every person has to master, and I could fill in this blank with any of them. Personal growth, relationships, finances, physical wellness, mental clarity, nutrition, recreation, spiritual connection, and life's purpose. The five pillars, the simple system to build your nutrition on. And, and you'll see what I'm talking about when I, when I talk about each of the pillars. So a foundation to carry the weight of a structure. So here's another definition that I want you to understand. The definition of a simple system. A simple system is an easily understood organized method of action. And there are actually four parts of that, uh, of that sentence that I'm going to talk about. The first part, easily understood. A simple system is easily understood. We live in a world that is driven by complication. Go, go read your auto insurance policy or your home policy. <clears throat> go have a conversation with your insurance guy, your real estate guy, your contractor. Look at, the, look at the complication when all you want to do is just cover your vehicle, right? Just want to make sure if something happens to it, you're covered. And, and we're finding that technology today, while it's supposed to make life simpler, it's making life complicated in a lot of ways. Why is that? I mean, it's, it's bringing to light things that have stayed hidden for a long time. I mean, we live in the age of information. We struggle in the age of, of, and I hate to use this word in this way because if you watch the news and you listen to anything that's going on with COVID, all these people are using this, oh, this misinformation thing. That's not what I'm talking about. We live in a world of information. It's easily found, but we also live in a world where people are trying to control you with other types of information. And I say all that to say this. I have a guy that uh, has been kind of a mentor and a guide to me for the last couple of decades, a guy in my aftercare group. He, he says all the time, recovery is a simple program for complicated people. So the first part of, of the definition of a simple system, it's easily understood. But keep things simple, right? You can complicate anything about recovery, but the bottom line is it's just, not, it's just about not using. It's just as simple as my life gets better when I remove the source of my addiction from it. Don't complicate it any more than that. So part number one of a simple system, it's easily understood. Part number two, organized method. Have a plan. My first sponsor helped me as soon as I got out of treatment. He said, man, keep this thing simple. He said, make yourself a list of things you need to accomplish during the day. He said, and don't complicate it. Write it down on a, piece, uh, on a, on a yellow piece of notebook paper. He said, and if you're going to plan to take a nap, write on, your, write on your plan 15 minutes and turn the world off for 15 minutes. That's one of the things that, that, that we help people who go through our programs. 
we help them to create a plan. Now, I understand this whole, you know, one day at a time thing, and that's great in theory. I mean, I get it, but you can't live your life just one day at a time. I mean, you can, but you won't be very successful at it. You know, if you wake up every day and you have no plan for what your day is going to look like, you're going to be a miserable failure. The whole one day at a time thing, is just, it means just don't use one day at a time. Just make it to tonight without, without using your drug of choice. But you better have a plan to do it. So the first part of a simple system, easily understood. The second part, organized method. The third part, action. And I've already touched on this. Don't sit around and think about it. Create a plan and get yourself moving. And the, the fourth part of a simple system is just understand where you get your guidance. You know, if you're if you're going to get guidance in recovery, yeah, it's one of the analogies I use all the time. Um, if I was going to learn how to drive nails with a hammer, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to get my guidance from somebody who doesn't know which end of the hammer to hold. You know, there's too many people in recovery who have no idea which end of the hammer to hold. Yet they're out. Yet people are out there listening to them. You know, the best thing that you can do for your recovery is to, if you're struggling in your recovery, the best thing you can do is to get guidance from somebody who's not struggling. You know, that saying, whoever got up this morning has the most sobriety, you know, I get that. But let me tell you something. This is about quantity and quality. I'm not going to take guidance from somebody just because he got up earlier than somebody else. I'd rather take guidance from somebody that slept till 10 o'clock that doesn't struggle with his recovery than I would to listen to a guy that got up at 4 o'clock that can't figure out which end is up when it comes to staying clean and sober. You know, that's one of the myths of recovery. You know, whoever got up the earliest, and I get that. But listen, that, there's, there's some of this stuff that's just not relevant. And whoever got up the earliest this morning is just not relevant. That's one of the upcoming, If I, I've got a, uh, I'm planning a longer edition of this podcast that's going to be the, the myths of recovery. And I may, I may, it may be the, the next edition and I'm going to, I'm going to blow apart some of the myths, uh, some of the things that people believe about their recovery that they just need to quit believing about their recovery. The definition of the word belief, the acceptance that something is true, whether, and I say all the time, whether it is or not, I'm going to tell you, there's some things that you're going to hear from recovery, that uh, from people in recovery that you believe that you need to quit believing. You have to understand quantity and quality of recovery both matter. Get your guidance from somebody who has both the quantity and the quality. So what is what is the simple system? What, what are the five pillars? And here they are. You ready? I'm going to give them to you, and then I'll go through each of them. 
Pillar number one is the picture pillar. And you're going to say, what? Stick around for, for, the, for the explanation. Picture number one is the pillar, picture pillar. Number two is the play pillar. Number three is the pivot pillar. Number four is the persist pillar. And number five is the prayer, the pray pillar. So here they are. I'm going to go over each of them. The, the picture pillar. There's two pictures that you have to have. You have to take a snapshot of your current circumstances, right? An inventory of where you are and why you are where you are. Your, your past will only repeat itself in your future if you repeat the same actions. So you have to take a snapshot of where you are, an honest self-appraisal and inventory of where you are, both the things that hold you back and the things that move you forward. The second pillar the second, the, the second picture in pillar number one is the word vision. Have a why, a reason for doing what you're doing. When I talk about successful recovery, have a picture, have a vision of what your life looks like when clean and sober is working for you. What does your relationship look like with your husband and your wife? What does your relationship look like with your kids? What does your, what is your life look like when you're not struggling with an addiction as you go to work? How much better will you be at your finance, in your finances? So I, I can, I can do this one day at a time thing, staying clean and sober, but I better have a vision for my life that's bigger than just clean and sober. I mean, that'll, that'll work for a little while. But I better create a vision for what my ideal day, my ideal life, my ideal relationship, my ideal physical wellness, right? When I talk about the five pillars, the simple system to build your blank on, have a vision for what that blank is. One of the, we, I'm, I'm launching a new program called the, the Power 7 Personality Points. This is an upgraded program from something that I had already created. Part of that program, th there's a video in there and, and a lesson in there that goes over sitting down and taking out a, a, a pen and a piece of paper. We actually send you a document for you to write on where you fill out in detail what your ideal day looks like. Who are you with? What time of the year is it? Where are you? What are you doing? The sights, the sounds, the smells. Realizing that when you have a vision for your ideal day and you'll sit down, and let me tell you, you can get you can quit listening to this podcast as soon as it's over. Just grab a piece of notebook paper. My ideal day when I am clean and sober. This would be one of the most powerful things you could ever do for yourself. What does my life look like and feel like and smell like? I mean, attach as many positive emotions to it as you can. What does my ideal day look like when I am no longer in the chokehold of active addiction? 
What does my ideal day look like when I'm done struggling with my recovery? And write it out in detail. Again, who's there? What are you wearing? I mean, down to looking at what kind of shoes you got on. The more you put into it, the more that vision becomes a reality. So you can get into pillar number two, the play pillar. Now, I'm not, when I, you, you heard me just talk about the eight key areas, right? And number seven is, is recreation. And, and we should all take time every day to take a deep breath, turn our world off. Recreation is not just about vacation. And the play pillar is not about recreation. It's about hitting the play button, right? Look on your computer, look on your phone, look on a video, look at the play button. It's about putting together an action plan and hitting the play button having a vision for what your ideal blank looks like, creating an action plan, and getting your you-know-what into action. Again, success in anything. Personal growth, relationships, finances, physical wellness, any of it. Not for those who need it or want it. It's for those who get off their brains and do it. Pillar number three, the pivot pillar. So you've cre- you have a vision, you've created a plan, and you've got yourself into action. When you have a vision and the plan doesn't work out as well as you had hoped, the pivot pillar is where you take a deep breath and you don't lose sight of what the ideal blank is you just have to, might have to make a course adjustment in the plan. What I do to create blank and what you do to create blank may not be the exact same thing. Your journey in recovery and your journey in your life because of your recovery is unique. God only made one you One of the things I tell people all the time, you got to take ownership of two things. You got to take ownership of your sober date, your clean and sober date. Protect that with your life. I know for me, my life depends on it. And the other thing is, you got to take personal responsibility, take ownership for what your journey looks like. You don't have to do what I do. My goal here is just give you some suggestions. What I've done over the last couple of decades is I've taken bits and pieces and parts of people who were successful in different areas of their recovery, put together my own action plan, and built my own journey. God put me on this path. Did I follow AA suggestions? Absolutely yes, absolutely no. NA, absolutely yes, absolutely no. Did I listen to my sponsor, everything he said? Some of it yes, some of it no. My second sponsor also told me, you're a grown man. You know the difference between right and wrong. Kills me to have hear somebody in recovery say, oh, I just can't make the right decision. Well, yeah, you can. You just don't. Have a vision for your ideal blank. Put together an action plan. Hit the play button. Be confident in what you're doing. Never take your eyes off the, off the goal so you can pivot. Because let me tell you, You're going to run into plenty of stumbling blocks. 
roadblocks. This is not a straight line from point A to point B. This is a winding journey, and you're not going to be able to see around every curve. You know, one of the analogies I use all the time, you can drive from New York to California at night, but you can only see about 200 feet at a time because that's as far as your headlights are going to shine. Right? There's going to be a curve up above. That's what I'm talking about. You know what your destination is. You know, you took an inventory. You know where you are. You know, you, you know your car's going to make it. But part of the journey is you're going to have to stop and put gas in it. You're going to have to go around a curve. You may have to look at your GPS or a map. I mean, that's all part of the journey. Success in recovery and success in life is the exact same thing. Pillar number four is the persist pillar. Willing to do what most people want for as long as it takes. My goal here in giving you some information on this podcast would be to help shorten your learning curve. But let me tell you, you can do this. Persist. Anything worth having a vision for? Because there's going to be tests along the way. If you just sat down and, and, and have de, de, defined and written out in colorful detail your ideal day with your family, you better persist to make that ideal day a reality. Because if you're anything like me, when I was in active addiction, man, I was an over-promiser and an under-deliverer. I never kept my commitments. Today, I keep my commitments. I keep my commitments as being clean and sober. When I tell somebody I'm going to show up, I show up. When I tell them I'm going to call them, I'm going to call, I call them. So pillar number four is persist. Pillar number five, the prayer pillar. Pray about everything. And there's four parts to prayer. And I'll go over these and then we will uh, we'll call this quits. There are four parts to prayer, right? When I was in active addiction, man, I was a master at the foxhole prayers. God, just get me out of this. God, show me how to get out of this. God, remove this. God, help me. So there are four parts to prayer. The first part is the ask part. That's the part we're all masters at. Second part is the listen part. It takes a concerted effort to learn to listen to God. How do I learn to listen to God? Sometimes God speaks to me in silence. You know, I used to wake up at three o'clock with the three o'clock terrors, right? When I was in active addiction, it seemed like three o'clock was the time in the morning when I would wake up. But I hear 20, 22 years later, I still wake up at three o'clock. But what do I do when I wake up at three o'clock? And I, it's not all the time, but every now and then I'll wake up at three o'clock and I'll say, God, you've got me alone. What do I need to listen? My mind is open. My heart is open. I'm willing to listen because I know there's something you're trying to tell me. And guess what? More times than not, he is. And where do I get that information? I get it through people. 
I get it through circumstances, things that I see in different places. I get it when I'm willing to ask questions. You know, the quality of our answers is only as good as the quality of our questions. I can remember when I was in treatment, my counselor had me go write out the 10 attributes of the man I aspired to be. And he said to me, he said, you're not going to write down all 10 at one time. When you get stuck, sit still and listen. He said, don't ask God for anything. You've been asking him for too much for too long. You need to learn to sit and listen to God. And I did that. I wrote out 11 attributes being the, <laughs> the overachiever that I claim to be, right? And I went to my group that next day and, and my counselor, you know, I was so proud to roll off those things that I had written down. And James, my counselor, looked at me and said, Mark, what are you doing to be that guy? And I thought, holy crap. You know, I write down 11 attributes, 11 values, things that I value in my life. And I realized I wasn't honoring any of them. And that's, that's part of this Power 7 personality points, this new course that I've put together. It, it's, a, it's a training called the Circle of Values. So many people struggle with addiction and struggle with their recovery because they do not honor their values. That's a whole different podcast edition for a different time. So well, I'm sitting in a chapel. I learned to listen to God that day. That was my really kind of my first go at meditation. So four parts of prayer. The first one is the ask. We're all real good at that. The second one, we need to learn to listen. The third part, again, is down to that action. We all think that when we pray for something, that we, our job is to sit around on the couch and wait for God to give it to us. Now, every now and then that may happen. But the answer to your prayer, more likely than not, will be provided to you when you've learned to listen to God and you get yourself into action. A really simple analogy, if you pray to win the lottery, you better go buy a damn lottery ticket. Now, I don't know if that works or not. I've never prayed to win the lottery. I, I've bought plenty of lottery tickets, but I don't know if praying about it is a good idea or not. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to pay, if I'm going to pray uh, for my relationship with my kids to be top shelf, right? Right. It's going to take some action on my part. Ask, listen, act. And then the fourth part, prayer, is to be grateful. And I'm not telling you that the ask, listen, act, and pray part, and great, be grateful part, all has to happen in that exact sequence. I just, I know for me, you know, it's one of the things that we have in several of the journals that we've created for our courses. We have a, a, a space on the journal that says, I feel powerful because, and I am grateful for. And when, when I write in my journal in the mornings and in the evenings, if I write down things that I'm grateful for, if I go to bed grateful, man, it's amazing how much better my next day starts off. If I start my day grateful, it's amazing how much better my day is. 
I, uh, I'm grateful for, for, I'm grateful for opportunities. And when I'm grateful for, for the, 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 what is good in God in my life, what happens? It, it just seems that I find more of it. So, that is, uh, that is the simple five-part system. The five pillars, the simple system to build your recovery, your life, your relationships, your finances. Well, fill in the blank, right? Simple system is an easily understood, organized method of action. The five pillars... Picture, take a snapshot of your current circumstances. Where are you? Have a vision for where you want to go. Put together an action plan and hit the play button. Play the play pillars, number two. Pivots, number three. Be willing to make course adjustments. Number four is persist. Number five is pray about everything you do. Put your spiritual life, your connection with God. You know, I talked about those eight key areas every person has to master. Number one is personal growth. Comes full circle to spiritual connection and life's purpose, which is number eight, for a reason. Your journey here is to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually because your two greatest relationships, the one you have with you and the one you have with God because everything else emanates from those two relationships. So that is the end of this edition of Powerless to Powerful, the number one positive side of addiction podcast. This is Mark Mascola. For more about everything that we're doing, want to find out some more information about this cool program, the, the Power 7 Personality Points. I'm, I'm going to do a whole podcast edition on it coming up here before too awfully long. Really, really cool stuff. So, um, But again, today's, uh, today's topic, the five pillars, the simple system to build your blank on picture play, Pivot, persist, and pray. That's the end of the edition today. www.powerless2powerful.com is where you can get more information. Connect with us. Man, we do free action plan sessions. Love to sit down with you. We'll get on the phone, talk about how we can uh, serve you at the highest level, help you create an action plan so you can hit the play button, build your most powerful self, find a purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery. This is Mark Mascola signing off. Powerless Powerful. This is the number one positive side of addiction podcast. Have a great day. You absolutely deserve it. Bye for now.